What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with another episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 21. Um, We've been picking apart a few topics that we've been throwing around through the week, and we finally come up with a little something that we thought was worth speaking about. I think it's uh, it's quite interesting, the couple of things that have gone on now. Today is, what, uh, Wednesday? So if you're listening to this now... The obviously the NFL draft has already passed. That's over with, which I think was by far one of the best things that uh, we've seen in a while. Just because it was something new, like we said last week, and uh, now it's completed. And I think it was a uh, a success. You know, it was a uh, it was pretty pretty good uh, in my opinion. I thought it was pretty uh, unique in the way they did it, and they actually pulled it off. It was kind of kind of a head scratcher when i heard it was going to be virtually uh but now that i hear that i saw the whole thing you could tell it wasn't scripted it was uh they winged it but you know it was it was pretty successful and i and i i enjoyed it pretty sure everybody else enjoyed it um so let's talk about a few topics bro uh, a few topics that caught my attention through the week first topic of the day as you know we uh we were able to pick uh like how we said last week, we were able to pick Ceedee Lamb, and as the for for the Cowboys, and as the draft was going, we not only get to see who we pick, but we also keep a close eye on our competitors. One thing that had me, I wouldn't say stunned, I was more shot in the heart. Pretty much everybody's. Well, at least my reaction was, fuck, the Eagles took Carson, uh, Jalen Hurts. If you've been listening to us, I've uh, been a big fan of this guy coming into the draft. I saw his season through college, so I, I became a big fan of him. I wasn't a big fan of him when he was in Alabama, but when he transferred to Oklahoma, he was like a completely different guy that I've never seen just his whole o- overall me personally i kind of say he's like baby deck mm-hmm. he's uh heavily criticized sometimes he's underappreciated he's uh he's a winner yeah. j- just like Dak is and and i was rooting for him that was my guy that i was rooting for even though he went to oklahoma and i'm a texas guy i was rooting for him because i want to see him win and, and i knew he can be successful in the league he just had to go to the right place and be able to compete for just period just overall compete uh not necessarily saying he was going to be a starter even though there's a couple of teams where he could have gone that i believe he could have been a starter um jacksonville being one of them he could have easily competed against Gardner Minshew and probably beat him out and be the starting quarterback and maybe other uh it was a couple more teams where he could have probably competed or you can see his future being bright within the team but he goes to Philadelphia. He gets drafted by Philadelphia. And it's, I'm rooting so hard for this dude, and now he's in the rival team. I don't know about you, and I don't know about everybody, but I do not like the Eagles at all. Like, for some reason, I've I always like I've always, been, I've always had this, uh, like, they have this arrogance to them ever since they won the Super Bowl and leading into the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And I just never loved, I just never loved them. Never in my mind did I think he was going to get drafted to the Eagles. Never. Where's he from? He's from Texas. 
Texas. Yeah, he's from Texas. Damn, trader. And bro, he's not a trader, bro. You you can't help where you get drafted. You it's can't. a blessing to get drafted, first oh, of okay. all. So and he got picked second round, high second high second round. So just like everybody said, he was gonna go second round. He wasn't gonna get out of the second round. I projected, if you listen to the podcast, I projected him going to New England. I thought he was gonna be perfect for New England. No quarterback. Well, they have a quarterback, but they didn't have a uh solid uh solid backup, especially now that Bridgewater left. No, Brady. I'm talking about New England. Bridgewater went oh, to New England. I'm thinking yeah. New Orleans. My yeah. bad. My yeah. bad. You're my all right. Bad. My bad. But so I figured he would go there. Okay. Relationship with Nick Saban, uh, mm. which Nick Saban has coached. Uh, is that where Jaylen. you? Is that where you like? Ideally, well, it was either them or Pittsburgh, because okay. Pittsburgh has Big Ben, but Big Ben, you know, he's contemplates on, of retiring. Yeah. yeah. So I would have thought he would have gone there. Perfect. You sit out a year. You learn. You learn under Mike Tomlin. Uh, I just think they would feed off of each other. Just uh, him being a winner. Uh, Mike Tomlin being one. He's always winning. He's always in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. Well, he's always at least competing to get into the playoffs, at least. So I figured, okay, maybe there. And they projected him to go there, you know, mm-hmm. in the second round. So I was like, damn, 49th pick, Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be perfect. You don't take him high in the first round, but you take him in the second round. So, you know, I'm waiting, and and 49th pick comes around, and they don't take Jalen. So I was like, damn, now where does he go? I don't understand where he's going. No, no team was coming to my mind. Uh, then I think they picked um, 53rd. Yeah, he was picked 53rd. So I was like, the Eagles? What the fuck? I was stunned just like everybody else. I've seen reactions online, and they're hilarious. Um, Just as far as Eagles fans, I love it. I love it and I hate it. Uh, Let me explain. I love it because I've been critical of Carson Wentz. I do not think he's uh I do think he's good. He's talented. He's a good quarterback. Um he has an arm. He I think he wants to win, but I feel like one, if you know anything about uh Philadelphia fans, they don't appreciate anything. Yeah. Uh I think I've heard they booed Santa Claus. Hmm. So and I think they've booed Carson Wentz before. Wow. Be- ever since Nick Foles left and they saw what Nick Foles was able to do there. And and it's like they're hype fans. For some reason, I guess they don't feel like he. They don't appreciate him. Yeah, I they appreciated that. more Carson, uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Well, Nick Foles got them a ring. Exactly, but Carson Wentz got him into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. That's a, that's all I'm saying. Like, even though I, I'm a Dak fan, and and they're always compared Dak and Wentz because they came out in the same draft class, rival team, and whatever, and. But I always thought Dak was better. But Carson Wentz is never a slouch. Like he's he's a good quarterback. Oh, he's good. He's good. There's a reason why they gave him a uh, 128 million dollars co- uh, contract, and this is the first year he's gonna be playing under that contract. They just gave him that contract, so he will be going into his first year of a how much of a four how year. How much guaranteed did they give him? 107 million guaranteed. Damn. That's a lot of money, and you're going into the first year of the contract. It's not like you're in the third. Uh, you still got maybe a year after yeah. that, and uh, but they wow. this is the first year, and they draft a quarterback. Quick question: Who was their backup? Uh, Nick Foles was. No, but he left. Not, yeah, this, he left. Th- th- for this year, what did they have lined up? 
Oh, I can't remember who was his backup, to be honest. Never. Check it out. But my question would be, and it's pretty much simple. When does Car- when does Jalen start? When does he take over? I think he's going to, I want to say they have him sit in a year. Uh, just to, I guess, you know, practice with the team. Get to know the know the playbook. Know the playbook. Know how NFL works. His teammates. And he, they'll probably have him come in a few, you know, like, uh, I guess when they're ahead or yeah few, I'm pretty sure he's gonna do a preseason and pretty sure he'll be ready to go next year do you think they brought him in just to be a backup as a backup role or do you feel he's like a, he's a safety blanket right I wanna say that uh, they're not telling Carson, him something Carson Wentz is not gonna he's injury prone bro okay. he gets hit he could be down for the rest of the season yeah you, I mean he's happened more than once already funny you say that because, look, let me let me run to a few stats for for you. They're being smart, but they kind of messed up by giving him that big ass contract. In 2016, he was drafted, right? Uh-huh. In 2015, in college, he was still in college. In 2015, he missed eight weeks with a broken wrist. Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. The year before he got drafted. 2016, he gets drafted. He gets drafted. He was hurt in uh, preseason, had a rib injury, but he played all season. They didn't make the playoffs that year. 2017, he had a knee injury. He played 13 games, but he missed the playoffs. So he missed three games in the playoffs. 2018, he had a back injury. He missed five games and the playoffs. 2019, last year, he played the whole season, but he got to the playoffs and he got hit and got concussed and he was out for the game. So he's been hurt every single year that he's been in the league. Every single year. That's That's not a good sign. But the thing about them is that I feel like ever since they had that dilemma with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, who's the guy? Obviously, you would say Carson Wentz is the guy because they drafted him second overall. Yeah. So to make him, I guess, to make his um, his confidence go up, you give him that contract. Like, you're going to be our guy, and we believe in you, and we're going to show you how much we believe in you because we're going to give you this contract. We're going to give you this contract, and we're going to let this guy that has the shadow over you because he has the Super Bowl ring that – People may argue that he should have won that because he, before he got hurt, he was leading the MVP race to be the MVP. But then he got hurt and all that was forgotten. It was overshadowed by the run that Nick Foles had in the Super Bowl he won. So now they get rid of Nick Foles and you play the next season by yourself. You're the guy. And you get them into the playoffs with uh, with one of the worst teams he's ever had. And... By the luck, by the grace of God, and the horrible defense that the Dallas Cowboys had last season, they get into the playoffs. You get into the playoffs, and you get hurt. So the way I'm thinking and the way I'm seeing it, they pretty much can tell or they are expecting him to get hurt again. Yeah, definitely. So you're going to have to get a guy that you believe in, that you believe he has the will to win, and that you believe he can hold it down while your starting quarterback is out. But think, here's the tricky part. This guy, this is not just a random, any ordinary guy. This guy, I, I believe in my heart of hearts, if you let this guy start, he's going to do a deck. And he might get in there and impress you. And he might get the job and not give it back. I believe the, the fans in Philly are going to see something from Jalen 
when he gets the opportunity to play, which I would I believe will be sooner rather than later. Because I mean, I'm not wishing injury on anybody. Yeah. Knock on wood. Hopefully he doesn't get injured because that's just that's just not the way to yeah. go about uh, rooting for your team hoping injury on other players. But it's just the history. The history, the numbers are there. You've yeah. been hurt every season. He's pretty fragile. So and I believe this guy is coming in. He had a he had three three thousand eight hundred and fifty one yards passing. Jalen. 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Interceptions are a little high, but, I mean, he was throwing the ball a whole lot more than he's ever done since his Alabama years. And he also rushed for 1,200 yards, 20 running touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. So he's had a remarkable season for, uh, for, his, uh, for his standard. You mean to tell me he cannot go under uh, Doug Peterson's offense and, and, and be able to create a new culture there? Because there's been a lot of uh, doubt of Carson Wentz's leadership, of people respecting him in the locker room. This guy, for those who haven't seen him, uh, speaking of Jalen Hurts, he has this aura about him where people gravitate to him. They they feel like we play for him just as much as I say that the Cowboys play for Dak. I think this guy is whenever he gets the opportunity is going to show why they chose him a lot i've seen a lot of reports where they say they're going to use him like uh Taysen hill mm. for the for the saints you know how they use him as a gadget guy uh punt returns uh pump block i mean field goal blocking uh receiver quarterback but this guy doesn't want to play quarter um uh, receiver he doesn't want to do all that he said himself at the at the combine press conference i'm a quarterback that's why I play. And that's what I believe he's coming the intention with the intentions to do. I believe he he's going to come in work work hard cuz he's one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. Yeah. If you have a chance go on YouTube and look at his workout leading up to the combine. There's a reason why he stood out in the combine. There's a reason why a lot of people had him pretty high on their boards, maybe not a first round pick worthy of a of a pick for most people in my opinion i think he went just right second round was fine because he had a lot of competition you know people don't value the big 12 like they value the the big 10 the sec the acc for some reason the big 12 just seems to get overshadowed every year but i believe this dude is gonna come in and, and make a drastic change and i hate to say that because i'm rooting for this guy and but I don't like the Eagles. That's I, all right. I just think that he's just that good. He's that much of a winner. And I hate to say this, but he's probably going to end up taking over that job. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure not even the end of the, like the half of the season. And we'll see him play. Yeah. We'll see him start. Uh, I just feel Carson Wentz going to get injured again. Yeah. It, and it's not. It's, uh, I don't wish that upon anybody. But uh, it's just happened every season yeah. thus far. And he's 27 now. Um, I mean, he's getting up in age. He's having an injury every year. I mean, it's... It's only leading up to that, right? Yeah. So that's what makes you believe that. And, and even Doug Peterson may not say that. And the team is the team's still not that great. I mean, they're, they don't have that many good receivers. They've added a couple. You know, they got uh, uh, D-Jack back. They got him from... Uh, um, I think they got it from the Bucks. He came back. 
he had left and then he came back but he was hurt all last season and then i think they have a uh, uh nelson aguilar do they still have him or alshon jeffrey one of them left one of them left and uh, uh right now shows that alshon jeffrey's still on the roster okay alshon jeffrey my bad uh alshon jeffrey uh goodwin he was alshon jeffrey was good but i think now he's 30 bro I'm just saying he's got uh he, he, he maybe not some, to maybe has, not to be the the yeah. number one yeah but having all those options and then you still have Zach Ertz as your tight end yeah you know you got you got options if you're only depending on one option and I feel like when Carson Wentz plays he targets Zach Ertz which makes him so uh divert not, not not diverse uh one dimensional yeah it makes him one dimensional so if they take out your biggest asset which is Zach Ertz you're fucked. Because you're you're not looking at anybody else but him, and I feel like when they drafted Jalen, they're gonna say all the right things. They're gonna say that they didn't intentionally draft him to take over the job, which I believe that's what you're supposed to say. But think about it like this: it, it may, that may be true. Maybe they didn't draft him for that. But like I said, the history says is leading a certain way. I'm pretty sure when they drafted Dak, they didn't expect him to take over the job. Yeah. He was he was he he wasn't even uh third string I think, um and uh, Tony Romo still had I think had two years in his contract when when he took over the job, and even if you go before that when uh, Brady came in when he got drafted to the to the New England Patriots they didn't think he was gonna take over the job at least I'm pretty sure when they drafted him they didn't say that who knows if Belichick actually thought that, but they had Drew Bledsoe. And Drew Bledsoe had just got paid, and he gets hurt. He gets hurt, and Tom Brady comes in, and he doesn't give the job back. So it's happened before, and maybe not with the intentions of replacing your starting quarterback. But if you're, if it happens to happen the way that we've said it has, and the way we've seen it's been going, I'm sorry, but for the for Philly fans, it, this may be your new guy. And maybe it's not a bad thing. People may have not have thought of it that way. People may be in love with Carson that much that they're not seeing this in a positive light, which I think you should double down and maybe you should look at the guy you just got. You may have just gotten your future. You may have just gotten a durable quarterback that you've been looking for, a, de- a guy that you can develop into what you've been looking for this whole time. So... Maybe it's a it's a good thing for them, not a good thing for us, because the NFC East is starting little by little, starting to get a little bit more competitive. Our competitors starting to draft more, and as far I don't think the Cowboys have been able to take full advantage of their weaknesses. Um, as far as their peers uh, in in the NFC East, but uh, but yeah, I believe that's this is where it's going. I believe Jalen Hurts within a couple of years. Do not be surprised if he takes over this team and makes it his own. And all he needs is one shot, one shot for him to make an impression on somebody. And I think that's going to go a long way. I believe this guy is going to come in and pretty much make everybody respect him in a, in a way that the higher front office is going to take notice and they're going to be like, yeah, I think I think we should go forward with this guy definitely uh, well I mean they needed a good backup and I feel like this is going to be a good backup that they could train 
And I guess this is going to be in case they get far again. And they need that Nick Foles that they don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they have that Nick Foles. Yeah. And may, they may be permanently. Yeah. And, and the thing with Nick Foles, he's too old. Yeah, for, for yeah. the position. So definitely I'm, a veteran. So I'm seeing why they probably never wanted to go with him as a starter. Because he probably wouldn't have lasted the whole season. Uh, maybe he could. I mean, maybe he, I mean, he has. He's great, but. Who, Nick Foles? Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, I mean. He's a fresh guy. Yeah. He's 21. And and it's kind of, it's gonna the bad part, it's going to be bittersweet. The the good thing is that you could have, like, potentially have just found your future. But you're going to regret giving that money to oh, Carson yeah, Wentz. Yeah, yeah. I think they, that's going to put you in cap hell. They really messed up right there. And that's that's where I see where Jerry kind of is, I guess, so slow to pull the trigger on making Dex contract. Shit, not because was, not because he's gonna, um, I guess, you know, get screwed over in the deal, but because lately that's been happening to a lot of teams where they give these big contracts to quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks end up getting injured in a really bad way. Wentz, he's he's not producing. Uh, he's not. He's not. I guess he's not uh, coming up on his end of the bargain. No, I, I get what you mean that he's not uh, producing, and I think when when you're producing, you're rewarded. Yeah, and they tolerate whatever comes with you. Like if you're every time you're in and you're producing, I believe they'll tolerate having you and tolerate having to pay you. But if you constantly keep not being available, I think that's when the toleration, the their tolerance, yeah, is gonna be cut short. And someone once said, I, I, I want to say it was Stephen A. Smith that said, um, the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you're if you were the second overall pick, if you can throw for 100 yards uh, from one end to the field to the other, if your accuracy is at 91, 92, if you're not available, you can scratch all those accolades out of the way. Yeah. Just get them out of my way because you're no there's there's no use for it. What good is it that you're throwing for ninety ninety one ninety two percent inaccuracy, but you're not on the field? Yeah. So that doesn't matter. I think that's the bad part. Of this is that th- I think they're gonna live to regret giving him money. I don't see why they gave it to him knowing that he was injury prone. I think they were. I think they were. Uh, they had a gun to their head. I believe because the fans have so much influence in what happens. I believe there. So. You have to give your quarterback that you are. It's already lacking confidence. Injury. You got a backup. Won a Super Bowl for you. Now people are saying he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, and now you come in, you come back, and they boo you, and they're cheering for him. They want his name. They don't want you out there. So you know what it does to a player's confidence. You're you don't feel wanted. You feel lost. He um so. I think the way they try to build his confidence back up is they got rid of the like I said they got rid of the backup, they made you the, they made they gave you they made it clear that you were gonna be the guy, they give you this contract now you there you feel appreciated, you feel like you ha- the organization has your best interest, they want you here they f- they make you feel wanted. Uh-huh. You're doing all those things, but this is this guy has a history of. Letting you down, so so to speak. So, 
I just think that was a bad move, and I think overall, maybe maybe they'll be happy, and they'll be willing to take that hit just as long as they get the guy that they've been looking for, and and I think Jalen Hurts is that guy, yeah, for sure. Um, let's stick with football. Move on. Move. Stick with the with football and the NFC East, as you know. Like I said, the the, the 2020 draft just happened. We drafted a lot of picks at the time last week when we uh, when we recorded. We had just drafted Ceedee Lamb. That was our only guy that we have drafted. But now we've drafted a lot of guys. Our, what was your need? Like thinking of the quarter. I mean, of the season that we had last year. What What do you say? was one of the needs or some of the needs that the Cowboys needed to get that were needed to be addressed this uh, in this draft? Well, obviously, CeeDee Lamb was a good uh, add, Pickup. Ad- addition to the team because we see what Beasley or the position of Beasley being out mm-hmm. or not as productive does to the Cowboys offense. For, for Dax, you know, like, I guess, availability to have that safety in case, you know, he can't, because his safety blanket got old. Yeah. And well, I mean that's that's a fresh, you know, that's like new wheels or you know like new wheels on the on the on the, on the car, you know, yeah, like he's for sure. uh he's going to he's going to have a lot more confidence now. Um and obviously Trayvon Diggs, I mean we needed somebody uh in that position to actually help out the the defense. Yeah. Uh, secondary to they, keep up with the receivers. Yeah, of course. You that's to be honest, he they that should have been our first priority, right? Everybody knew that. I, I, Jerry knew that. But, but like, I feel like if they would have waited, they wouldn't have gotten CD Lamb. Somebody else would have picked him up. Well, nobody really picked him up. Uh, oh, I get what you mean. Like yeah. if we would have gone defense first yeah. pick. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. You know what to pick? The Eagles would have picked him up. Yeah, easy. They, they could have used them a lot. Easy. Yeah, because they were also looking for a receiver. Yeah. We weren't really looking for a receiver in the first round. Nah. We were looking for a, de- a defense yeah. player. Well, in a fact, defensive I thought they were going to pick up like a really, really like first uh, round pick center. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought they were going to aim for since uh, our center retired. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like we said last week, if CeeDee Lamb is on the board yeah. and you're you're able to pick him up, you got to take that. There's yeah. no way you pass that up. That's what they said. They said CeeDee was on the board. We got him. We'll worry about our defense in the second round. We'll just take our chances. This guy is too good to pass up. So I believe they made the right move. You know, they yeah. they they held their feet to the fire, and they they succeeded, and they took uh, C.D. Lamb. In round two, pick we had uh, the 51st pick. We took uh, Trayvon Diggs from Alabama, cornerback, like you said. So that addressed our cornerback uh, handicap. We were handicapped at the cornerback position. With Byron Jones going to Miami, so we get a new guy from Alabama, uh, Stephon Diggs, his brother, to be uh, actually. Mm. So, uh, I, 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 feel I think like, that's a good pickup. Yeah, I feel like they, they're. I don't know who's doing the uh, the picks. Who who did the picks? Either uh, Son or Jerry. No, it's another guy. I forgot his name. I can't remember. I can't think of his name. But he's the one that's been drafting for us this whole time. He's uh, the one that got Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch. Uh, all these picks that have been coming in, he's the one that's been getting them all. Well, it's been good then. Yeah, he's been yeah, killing and, it. And he's been uh, filling in the holes that we've been seeing in the Cowboys season after season. Uh, every time something's missing, I feel like they go back and they try to, you know, fill in that gap yeah. as soon as they can. 
And then all another thing that was also uh, needed to be addressed was our defensive line because we weren't oh, able yeah. to stop the run at all last season. So we went and picked up with the, in, in the third round with the 82nd pick. We went and got Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma defensive tackle. I saw him play last year. I liked him a lot. I did like him a lot, and I think he was uh, he's one guy that has potential um with uh being in the cowboy system and as the the years go on i think he he is his uh experience will help him in the long run and i believe he'll succeed with the fourth in the fourth round with the 123rd pick we got reggie robinson the second cornerback from tulsa i guess more of a depth pick that adds to uh to anthony brown Jordan Lewis, if he goes back to being a corner, or we don't know if he's going to stay at safety. And like I said, we got uh, Trayvon Diggs. Am I missing somebody else? I can't remember who else was at the cornerback position, but off the top, it's already four that I named off the top of my head. Then uh, in round five, to be honest, uh, it was kind of rare because I think this is the first time since 2010, I believe, when they drafted Sean Lee, that the Eagles and the Cowboys made a trade to move up. So the Cowboys, uh, uh, they did a trade. So the Cowboys ended up moving up to the 146 pick, and they took Tyler Bidas or Bidas. I that's horribly wrong. It's but he's a center from Wisconsin. He's a center from Wisconsin, and if I'm not mistaken, they say he got the award for being the best safety in the nation. I mean, safety. Center in the nation, excuse me. For being the best center in the nation. Tyler Biadas? Yeah. So. So weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're saying it horribly wrong, and when we get it down, we're going to be like, whoa, we fucked that up bad. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah, so he's, he's uh, he's been a good center for wisconsin he was um jonathan taylor from wisconsin which is their running back he was running a lot for wisconsin and and with this guy being at center says a lot and like i said he won the award for being the best center in in the nation so i think we actually got a steal with that we could have just found our guy for the future our new center with the years coming uh within a couple of years but you know we still got joe looney in there so we can have him hold, hold him on ice and and let him develop yeah and and we got another defensive end bradley ainge Any, oh an an eye yeah an eye i'm sorry bradley and i from utah defensive end and then with the 231st pick which is our last pick in round seven we got ben denucci a, a quarterback from james madison i saw a couple of highlights i don't think deck has anything to worry about now if we would have got Jalen, i would have been concerned but we got uh we got him like i said we we also needed to address our, our backup role uh as far as the quarterback position yeah. and i think we got i think we hit every aspect we also we got a lot bro we got a we got a we also signed free agent signings after the draft we got two running backs we got offensive tackle, a wide receiver, a defensive end, a linebacker, another defensive end, a tight end, and another defensive end. So there's a lot. There's a variety of us. Overall, to me, within the draft alone, be- before you get to 
uh, free agent signings, I would give it a B plus. I was satisfied with what I saw. The skill level of the players that we got, especially at the at, in the holes that we needed, I think we hit it out the park. This guy that um, I can't remember his name, but uh, I'll give him the credit. Maybe on next week's podcast uh, or in our next episode for the podcast. I, I want to give him his just dues because he's been killing it uh, as far as scout scouting players and drafting players. I think he's been doing excellent for you to go into this draft. I'm, I, I can't say pretty much anything bad about him. I think he pretty much hit it at the park. Mel, Kuy- Mel Kuyper, actually, the the uh, the guy that does the draft every year, he also gave us a B plus. But th- that was the one thing that came to my mind. B plus. It has to be a B plus because I can't say much of an A unless you just at least got like two or three steals. And in my opinion, we did. We got C.D. Lamb and the c- the center from Wisconsin. I think those two are big steals. Yeah. Uh. What do you think? Are you satisfied with it? I'm good with it. Yeah? You think uh, that gives you a little bit more hope for the next season? Well, I know our offense is going to be A1 for sure. You see, you're missing a piece. You're still missing the main guy. Hey, man. You're still missing the main guy. Without the main guy... Carson Wentz might be available. Oh, shit. Come on, bro. I'm just messing with you. Nah. Nah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's going to get... That's, that's going to have to get sorted out. Yeah. It would be stupid not to, not to make sure that he's he's uh, at least happy, you know. You might not give him the long contract or the contract that he wants right now. Yeah. But make sure that he's gonna be playing and make sure that he's gonna want to win. Oh, he definitely's gonna. So, he's definitely gonna want to yeah, win. I mean, with this with this team, I mean, how can you not? It's, I mean, he's like a kid in a candy store. He's gonna be able to just make plays left and right. Uh, I think he's gonna have. Hopefully, he has one of the best seasons he's had. Now I know the I know the league. Um, excuse me, the season hasn't started yet, but just on paper, would you say we're at least top five offenses in the league, uh, or is that reaching, or you put a more top ten? I won't say top ten. Right, well, top wanna, ten is an easy say, choice. It's a safe choice. I don't want to say top five because there's just so many good players right now. So many good teams. So many good teams, and then every everybody has good like. Almost, almost the whole NFL is offensively now, driven right now. That's yeah, definitely. That's yeah. starting to be a trend. Uh, I think one of the first teams that goes defense, as like the the Patriots went full on defense, full they've on. Al- defense. I want to say they've always been full on defense. Yeah, I just think they're saving their their picks and and for the right guys. They don't just get guys, uh, defensive guys. They do, but offensive. I think last year was the first time in like 20 years that Bill Belichick took a receiver in the first round. Hmm. So, and that guy hasn't hasn't really planned out thus far, even though he had some injury history. So, you know, he's developing, you know, can't just go in and hit the ground running like every some other people do. But uh, let's stay within the same football topics. Well, another head scratcher that I also thought was kind of crazy in my opinion was Jordan Love was Jordan Love was a a guy from Utah State if I'm not mistaken and he was climbing up the the draft uh leading up to the combine at, during and after the combine he just started moving and moving and moving so 
you know, you got top five. They're talking about top five pick. Um, you know, you had Miami and you had the Chargers. Those two teams were the ones linked with him. Uh, maybe as well. I want to. I'll throw them out there that that were somewhat being thrown out there to draft this guy. He was being compared to Patrick Mahomes as the new Patrick Mahomes, a sleeper, a guy that you don't expect to be that much of anything and ends up becoming a superstar. Um, and as he's going, you know, the quarterbacks are getting picked up, and it's time for Green Bay to pick. Green Bay is about to pick, and you saying they need an offensive weapon. You probably gonna go receiver, straight they, up. They need receivers, and they take, they moved up from their original pick, and they take the, a quarterback. So you taking a quarterback in the first round, and you move up to get this quarterback. Well, how do you think that makes Aaron Rodgers feel? You think that's a slap in the face? I think he feels a lot worse than Carson Wentz right now. You think so, or do you think he feels what Brady was feeling like? I'm pretty much gonna finish my 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 contract here, and I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here. Y'all y'all motherfuckers ain't respecting anything I'm about. Well, I just feel like they they're they're on that uh, they're at that point where similar to the Eagles that they have a decent thing going, but the thing is Aaron Rodgers is also injury prone. Like you think so? Yeah, I feel like he's always having some kind of issue. But he sometimes I feel like he's he's, he's clutch. And if he's on the field, he's going to make some plays. And he's dangerous. And yeah. For sure. It don't matter if he's he's behind and you have like 3 minutes, he'll know how to win. Yeah. yeah. He's he's definitely a winner. Yeah. But if he gets an injury, he misses a couple of games, that's that's crucial. That kills the team. Yeah. And I just feel like they don't have a good backup right now. So I think them building this guy that has great potential under him I mean that's I mean that's for that's a safety that is also I mean I get that I get what you mean and I I get understanding what you're saying but you move up to get this guy I get if you're trying to address the quarterback position but to move up and get him in the first round maybe you should have waited and see if he was there in the second round and if he wasn't there you go with another one but the fact that you moved up it's kind of insinuating that you're ready to move on from this guy that you're planning for the future already instead of trying to win with Aaron Rodgers right now if I'm Aaron Rodgers I'm feeling disrespected like I need help and you know I needed help coming in you got me a few tools here and there but I feel like we would have been more more uh more equipped if you would have drafted somebody or at least a receiver in the first round yeah you had uh, Higgins from Clemson in the first round. And and you take a quarterback? Come on, man. Definitely. Like, what is that? Like, you're going to have to take me in your office. You're going to have to sit me down. And you're going to have to explain to me what was your process of thinking when you thought about this. Because that, um, from what I'm hearing, they let Carson Wentz know that they were going to – if he was available, if Jalen was available, they were – there was a big possibility of them drafting him. So at least you get the process. Okay, they're going to bring in a quarterback. You know, uh, I got to show out now. I don't think that they told Aaron Rodgers this, especially not a guy like this. Jalen wasn't drafted in the first round. When you draft a quarterback in the first round, you're getting him for the future or you're expecting him to play this season. So 
like I said, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm feeling disrespected. I've, I'm, you got me feeling some type of way. There's a need to be had, and I need it right now. Yeah. Right now. Because something's not right here. Definitely, I, but I, I mean, I see, I understand where you're coming from. But then you got to see, just like you said, the main guy is the guy that distributes the ball. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, 36. And I feel like the backups that they had or whoever else they had going into the next season wasn't up to par. I, I get that. Yeah, I feel you on that. And I believe that too. So, I mean, I I, I get it. He's I'm pretty sure he's mad. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to give him a lot of criticism over what just happened. You but talking about him or the or the team? The the media, you know like they're going to be asking him the same questions that you're oh, asking that you're yeah. asking right now. Like, yeah. How do you feel about, you know, a lot of people might think it's a slap to the face. You know, they might be trying to get rid of him as soon as he's done with his contract. You yeah. know, he might not even have the option to, you know, finish his career there. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between him, his uh situation and Carson's situation. Yeah. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is loved. Oh, in definitely. Green Bay. I'm pretty sure he's loved. And I'm pretty sure he loves playing for Green Bay too. Yeah, yeah. But the team, the fans, organization wise, is a little rocky. But love doesn't win games. No, no. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're Jordan Love. Yeah. <laughs> then he definitely well, win games. Well <laughs> they uh problem solved. Yeah. No, but I mean I just think I just think the the NFL as as at least owners are getting a little bit smarter and yeah. having this safe and kind of investing in safety nets. For any any, because I hate seeing a season end because of injury for a team, bro. I hate Good it. Good point. Good point. You know. Yeah. So I just feel like this was a smart move for them because Aaron Rodgers, I seen them do win games like that. He wasn't supposed to win. He wasn't supposed to win, bro. Yeah. He pulls it out of his ass. And yeah. He, yeah. I don't for know sure. what the heck he does, but he can't do it forever. No, he definitely can't. And I see it through his eye. You yeah. got to understand, right? Yeah. We understand, obviously. His side, he's looking at it through a player's lens. And you also got to understand the organization's side yeah. from there looking towards their future. Yeah. If you go down, yeah. what? The, the, You're still getting paid. The game We're keep, fucked. Yeah. They got to keep winning games. Yeah. Even if, I mean, because they're going to make sure, that, he's going to make sure that he gets paid. Well, he's already getting paid. So he they, already got a contract. Yeah. So they got to make sure that the game keeps playing, even though in case he gets an injury or whatever, for we whatever gotta, reason. Yeah. Pretty much them saying, we want a guy that's going to, we don't want, our quality can't drop. Yeah. So if you're hurt, that hurts me, that hurts, uh, if your game is on prime time and you get hurt the week before, what do you think that's going to do to us as an organization? Yeah. But if you got this new guy coming in, now our ratings are fucking through the roof. Like, yeah. oh, shit, let's see what this guy really has. Yeah, and what if it comes down to a couple of games that he gets injured at the end of the of the season that those are playoff-defining games? Yeah. You can't just... Throw the season away? Yeah. The Cowboys did that before they brought in uh, Dak. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. I mean, we would see uh, Romo go down. And we, we already that was knew. our season. We already knew it's done. Yeah, it's done. It happened to us like I think two seasons in a row. Yeah, that's when he was starting getting hurt more and more. And then whenever Dak came in, nobody expected him to be you know the guy. Yeah. But we had a great season. Yeah, that was the last time Dak Prescott got love. Um. So. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I have to say on that. That I I kind of see Aaron Rodgers. I mean, of course, 
But I mean, he's 36. You've done so much already. Just do what you can. Keep doing what you can. Keep playing the game while you can. But I mean, you're 36 years old. I mean, don't be mad because a 21-year-old came in, you know, hungry just like you were. Yeah. And what's funny is that Jordan Love is the same age that Aaron Rodgers was when he got drafted. And Aaron Rodgers is the same age Brett Favre was when he was with Green Bay. It's kind of like full circle. What goes around comes around. So I guess what kind of guy are you going to be? Are you going to be the guy like Brett Favre was to you, an asshole, that didn't want to uh, show you the ropes, they didn't want to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. take take you under his wing? Or are you going to remember how you felt when you came in the league and felt that way? Yeah. You know, what kind of guy are you going to be? So it, it'll speak volumes of uh, what Aaron Rodgers does moving forward yeah i definitely don't think this is aaron Rodgers last season no 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 no, no. or he's going to the end of his career but there's a possibility because of his injuries i the, mean he's still i want to say probably the best quarterback in the nfl right now who aaron Rodgers. you already goddamn mind healthy yes healthy he's, yes bro he's no bro he's clutch i'll name you one guy that's better than him right now and i tell you you'll scratch your head you can't say Patrick Mahomes. Patrick bro. Mahomes is like, bro, bro. You've Pat- never seen that. We, I get okay. what he's done. Okay. I get what he's done, but this dude is on some other shit. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, bro. He's Jesus. He he came to change the game, and he's doing that right now. But he's barely been his what second season. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl in the second season. I'm talking about quarterback, bro. Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback in a great team right now. The, yeah. You know, like, he, he has all the pieces to be great. And he's great. He is So great. that's what happens when you have greatness in inside of greatness. I get what you mean, but I think the best thing smoking right now is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that, oh, okay. The best team right now with the... We're just talking quarterbacks. Okay. Quarterback for quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Who's better? Come on, bro. This dude is doing some other shit. I think shit that it, I you've think, never seen before. Probably, no look passes and shit. I think at his age, Aaron Rodgers, at the earlier age. He's, oh, you talking about prime for prime? Yeah. Prime for prime, bro. Like You taking Aaron Rodgers? I take Aaron Rodgers because he's, he's just, he makes plays out of nothing, bro. Patrick doesn't do that? Patrick has a great team. You're going back to the team. I'm just speaking specifically has, quarterback. Quarterback. This dude doing no-look passes. He can sling it. He throws that bitch, bro. He lets that bitch rip. And so does Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is bad. I'm just saying if you put in both together, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is more mobile. And one thing I like about uh, Patrick Mahomes is that he has that baseball background. For some reason, I think these baseball guys that are coming in playing football are just a little bit higher because of the way they move the arm and the way they can throw the arm, the way they place it sideways, over the top. They have much more uh, ammo, and they're much more quicker, uh, more athletic. Well, I guess after Aaron Rodgers. Well, I guess after Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah, Aaron, but Aaron Rodgers being healthy. Is before one, is Patrick the, came into the league, Before yes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he was lethal. He was the quarterback that you did not want to play against yeah and i mean it, it happens bro because as much as you grow in the league new guys come in and they take over it's just yeah. how it is yeah but definitely. two years ago before patrick even made his uh nfl debut you can argue he was the guy some people may say brady but 
Um, uh, I think Brady was just in a great program. And like you said, he's 36. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not unheard of that a young guy coming up is starting to be the guy. But let me ask you this final question before we get off this. Do you think Aaron Rodgers buses a Brady and mm, retires somewhere else? No, I don't think. You think I, he retires in Green Bay? I think he will. I think he will try to play as long as he can in Green Bay. I don't see him going anywhere else. I mean, I just, no, don't nobody, see, I just don't see him. I mean, how many years does he have in his career? He's had a lot, but I mean, no, I mean how many years does he have left in his contract? My bad. Uh, I want to say I want to say two. If he has two years left, I mean, he'll be thirty-eight. And I think some people may will be willing to take on that contract if you only have one year left. Like Carson Wentz's contract, you ain't taking that right now. Um, I just feel like. Nobody believed either that Brady was going to leave. Brady was there for for You can consider that a dynasty. Can you consider Green Bay a dynasty? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have that, ma- that much um, attachment to the team. You do because you were drafted there and you've been there your whole career. But it's just the way you've been treated every year. I think I saw a stat where it says um, it named... I don't know how many quarterbacks, and it says how many times have you thrown to a first-round uh, uh, offensive player? And Peyton was there, uh, Brady was there, I think Patrick Mahomes was there, and Aaron Rodgers only had one pass, one pass to a a, a first-round offensive player. That's how bad it's been since he's been there. I don't remember uh, what's his name, Adams. Um. The receiver? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if he was uh if he was a first round pick. But it's it was on there it was on there on the stats that he's only thrown once. Everybody else had like 30, 25, 29, 15. This dude had one. So you can only imagine how he must feel that he's been there this long and that's what you give me. And I've won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So it just adds to his greatness, I guess. But I, I just think uh, he might leave. You mean to tell me he can't go to Chicago? But, where, where is he from? Uh, Where's Aaron Rodgers from? Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Usually the guys that end up maybe from California. Yeah, most. Of he the, went to Berkeley. Most of the guys that end up in. Um, and I think he has a house in Malibu. Most of the guys that end up in cold ass places are from like the beach. So. And he's excelled. You, be, you it's kind of crazy that he's gone from that to that, from hot to cold. Usually, people adjust that go from the cold to the hot. Yeah. I mean, to the heat. I said it completely wrong. But yeah, man, I think uh, I I just feel bad sometimes for Aaron Rodgers because he's he's that good in him. But taking Jordan Love, moving up to get Jordan Love, and I think is a little uh, a little questionable. I think that was a little bit more questionable. No, I'm lying. That that one is more questionable than the Carson Wentz situation. At least Carson Wentz, you've seen. I gave you the stats of how many times he's been hurt. You've seen. There's been. Yeah. Um, there's stats to back that up. But for for uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's more his age and planning for the future. So we'll see how their season goes. But I think uh, I think we're in for an interesting season for the for this football season. Okay, let's switch completely off of football i think that's enough football talk for today and let's talk about your boy el matador you know who that is 
El Matador. It's uh, Luka Doncic. My boy Luka coming we haven't, out. We haven't spoken uh, about Luka in a while, I believe. Yeah. I think he's been on the down low. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say he went back anything. to Slovenia. I think he took a took the uh, the private, you know, some light, took it back to Slovenia. Yeah. He said, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Ain't nothing in Dallas for me. Which is true. He hasn't been here for that long. So he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he don't have that much family here. No, I think this is the time that everybody should be with their family. And I can't blame him for wanting to get out. Now, yeah. if this was just going to last like two weeks, he would have thugged it out. Yeah. But it looks like he's lasting way more than two weeks. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going over there. I think he's been designing uh, his new Jordan. Oh, let's talk about that. You want to talk about that before we get into this topic? Would, okay, yeah. Well, how come you won't buy his Jordans? Well, number one, if anybody hasn't seen this, go on... Uh, Go on. Um, you can go on his page. He has them on his page. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay, but just he go has, on his page and check has, him out. He has them uh, on his IG coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Jordan, Jordan ones. Jordan ones. They are not. They're not it. You don't think so? No. Number one, if you look at the shoe, if I gave you the shoe, and told you, "Here, bro, you can have these," you you would probably rock them just because it was a gift and they're Jordan ones and maybe they're an okay colorway. They're not just basic. They look more like Charlotte Hornet colors to me. You would never in your life think that's a Luka Doncic shoe because it has nothing of him. If you don't know anything about his ritual, no one knows that. His pregame ritual, that's what it's based on. I read it and it said the back says, um, I forgot what the, but there's a quote in the back on both shoes. And it's uh, related to his his pregame ritual. But I didn't see a logo. I didn't see a name. I didn't see... uh, his number, 77. I didn't see a Mavs logo. I didn't even see no Mavs colors on that shoe. So, no, bro. I'm not rocking that shoe. I don't give a damn if it's a Luka Doncic shoe. Now, I will tell you this. This is what's kind of unique, and I was thinking about this. You know how there's a lot of people that are uh, signed to Jordan brand? Yeah. Russell Westbrook is signed to Jordan brand. Uh I forgot who else is signed to Jordan. I know it's the way it used to be shined, uh, signed to Jordan. Um, wasn't uh, um, Triple G signed to Kawhi Jordan. Leonard? Kawhi Leonard. Bro, nobody knew that anymore. Okay. Um, you ask for people that are signed to Jordan. But I mean, I, I want to say Damian Leonard is signed to Jordan Brand, but I could be wrong about him. I think Kawhi Leonard is signed to uh, he New, signed to New Balance. New Balance but Jordan. he used to be back then. He was? I want to say so. Um, but anyways, I've never seen them have a shoe. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul signed to Jordan Brand. Uh, yeah. I've never seen them have a shoe. They have a shoe, but like their own. Yeah. Now, it would definitely be unique if he were to go like the Drake route and do his own shoe. Uh, just like his collab. Yeah, with, with Jordan's already made. I think that's a better for the public. Yeah. I'm not going to go buy a basketball shoe, uh, and I don't like it. I've never seen say, oh, I'm finna go get them new Russell Westbrooks. Probably never heard nobody say that shit. And no disrespect to Russell Westbrook and his shoe. I'm just saying. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So, um, now, what I do like, if you would have came out with that Jordan 1 and you would have made that all detailed color with the with your your number in the back um, and maybe throw on some the Dallas skyline on the shoe, Bro, the Dallas logo. That, that, no, because he plays for Dallas. He's doing too much. He plays for Dallas, and he... And that shines light on us because he's one of the biggest superstars in the NBA. Bro, I don't care about shining on us, bro. This is about him. Okay. This this shoe is about him. 
Uh huh. Having his intake on Jordan's shoe. That's that it. motherfucker ain't got no damn swag, bro. Bro, exactly. He's a kid from out there, uh, the east side of the world. Like, that's a big thing for him to have a Jordan, bro. Okay, that's a big thing. How many? How, oh. how many? How many players that come from overseas have a Jordan shoe that could be possibly this big? Uh, I don't think that shoe's gonna be that big. First you don't of think all, so? I think it is. I think it is. How? In what way? I think a lot of the hipsters and a lot of the new uh, the shoe game is different, bro. I I get it. I get the shoe game might be different, but I what believe, in I what with that shoe says Luca? It's not, a, but people will know it's Luca. Okay, only if you know about the NBA. No, if you if you follow Luca, then you will know. I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of people. I'm pretty sure that shoe's gonna sell out. Yeah, uh, it's hype, sell out. hype it's will make s- it sell out. Yes, it's gonna sell. Is out. is that shoe quality? Is that does that shoe say Luka Doncic? Yes. Where? It does not say Luka Doncic in any part of that shoe. That shoe does not say. If you look at it, not, I'm not talking about literally like says Luka Doncic on the shoe. Yeah. But what I mean is, if you look at that shoe, it's not gonna say Luka. Doncic. I don't believe. I think they made it and they put his name attached to it. Like I don't believe he had say into this shoe. Maybe just the quote, and they interviewed him and he probably brought that up or whatever. I don't know. But that shoe is not it, bro. I'm sorry. I just don't like that shoe. Uh-huh. That shoe has Charlotte Hornets colors, and I think they just added his name just to like maybe sell, put some sell behind it. But uh, no, I didn't like the shoe at all, to be honest. Breathe and center, center and breathe. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know uh, how that um, how that shoe will be like. What is what you say is supposed to be? Would you, you think, would you, you wear? It? You don't think I would wear it? I know you would wear it. I think I think they're just common colors. I think that's what he's think. What he's going for? Who Jordan? Luca, bro. Luca did not have anything to do with the colorway. You don't know. Uh, okay, let me check something. He didn't have anything to do with the colorway. I don't. I don't believe that. I. I mean, you can buy the shoe. I'm not hating on it. I just don't think it's for me. You know. You asked me if I would like it. Um, I don't like it. I think he has better things to come. Maybe. Now I wonder if people would wa- uh, buy his signature shoe. Would you buy his signature shoe? Yes. So you're going to go say, I'm going to go get them new Lucas? Yeah. I would do it for the hype. Being, I'm being honest. Are you lying, bro? You're not buying no Luka Doncic basketball shoe. There is no shoe out there that's being bought except for LeBron's and Jordan's. Oh, no. I wouldn't buy his basketball And maybe some shoe. Kyrie's. And, and, I wouldn't and buy his basketball shoes. That's what I'm saying. Depends how it looks, though. I will buy this one. Because it's the one. Yeah. That's why. It's not his. They're kind of his. They're not his. They're not his, bro. I mean, you could, okay, they're his, but they're Jordan 1. There's nothing special to me about it. Like, it would have been more special if it would have been something on him or of him. Like, if we would have had his number on it, give, give us something. I don't need the number. You Does Scottie Pippen's shoes have, did they have his number on it? Scottie Pippen? No. They didn't have his number on it. But, I mean, still. I mean,. The who no, I think only Michael Jordan has his number on the shoe. Yeah. Uh no, I'm lying. Uh LeBron James has the number, has on, his his number shoe. on the shoe. Yeah. 
23. That's just two players. Yeah. But he's supposed to be up there, you know? 23, isn't that Jordan's number? But he's not 23. Oh, you talking about LeBron? LeBron. LeBron has number 23. So, I mean, what? Nobody can have 23 anymore? But, I mean, isn't he isn't his shoe under Jordan? What do you mean? No. LeBron's? Yeah. No, LeBron's LeBron. I thought he was like Jordan, under Jordan. No. Nah. He's um he's under Nike. He's under Nike now. Yeah, he, no, he started. Didn't no, he's, no did, he's always been under Nike. He's didn't been he started under Jordan? Fuck no. He's always been a, a Jordan guy. I mean a Jordan, a Nike guy. He's been signed to Jordan for years, and so he has his own shoe. He's never been under Jordan. The only one that's been under Jordan is this the way uh, Zion Williamson. Oh. He signed to Jordan brand. But let's get off this Jordan shit, bro. Because right. it's not worth talking about. Uh. So my question to you, speaking of Luca, is as as you know, we we were uh, we had this um, this pandemic hit, uh, and uh, our NBA season was put to a halt. But I was thinking to myself, you know how I've been, I've been very critical of Luca's um, season thus far, yeah. And maybe I I kind of said um, I want to see some improvement. But do you believe you get that improvement and he never got put in place to improve? What I mean is, do you think this playoff, uh, do you think playing the playoff series against the Clippers, because they were going to play the Clippers if it's uh, as it stands right now, uh, Mavericks being the seventh seed and, and the Clippers being the second seed, do you think it would have helped his uh, his confidence moving forward or do you think it would have hurt it if they would have played the the playoff series because you as i know more me than you meaning i would say the clippers would beat us and i would say i would go as far as to say the clippers would sweep us i see that so do you think that would hurt his confidence knowing he got swept in the playoffs or you think that would have helped him because it would have been competitive now, I never said it wouldn't be competitive. I just feel like we would get swept. Mm. What do you think? Uh, definitely, it will help him. I believe that is. I believe that um, what's it called? The situation, uh, bad situation, uh, doesn't build character, but they will expose it. And I believe that we will see his true character. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, to me, I'm cool with Luca. You. You feel like he's too immature. He's not um, the team player that he should be. Clutch. And I'm pretty sure he he might not be clutch. Am I lying? But he's talented. And he's great. And he puts up a great amount of numbers. And his numbers are great. And I believe offensively, he's the best the best player in the Mavericks right now. Uh-huh. Offensively. I know that he doesn't play defense. I know that he is only 20, what, 22 years old now. 20, 21. Is he yeah. 21? 21 years old. So, I mean, that's going to build upon with time. And right now, with all this stuff that's going on, him going against a tough team like the Clippers, which is probably, what, the number one team right now or number two? Uh, Number two. Bro, Kawhi Leonard coming back from winning uh, the finals. like MVP. MVP, bro. That's going against the best. Okay. And and Kawhi's not that old. No, hell no. So, I mean, going against LeBron... I mean, LeBron's a little bit up there in age, and we've seen the Mavericks beat the Lakers yeah. before. 
Yeah. We haven't seen them beat the Clippers. They beat them once. They did? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that game then. They played three times. They're about to play the fourth game, but we got canceled. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't see that game. Uh-huh. And I think this is a game that's going to help him. If we do go into this playoffs, he's going to go back to back to back to back as hitting that wall. And I believe this is going to help him uh, know what greatness or what almost being as at success feels like. So he's about to get like a reality check. And he's going to have to mature after this. I think it's going to help him a lot building, like, for the future. Right. Now, let me ask you this. If I give you a car, a brand new car, no miles, brand new, but I tell you, you can never put gas in it. What good is that? Yeah, you have a new car. It's brand new. Ain't no miles on it, but you can't put no gas in it. So it doesn't fulfill its purpose. Is it an electric car? There you go with that bullshit. So... What I'm trying to say is, yeah, you can give me everything. You can give me these numbers and you can give me all of that. But if you don't fulfill your purpose, which is winning the game. Bro, he's in his second year. I don't care. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're in your second year. How okay. many years did it take LeBron to become great? <sighs> Number one, he never, he never went to college. So he came right out of bro, high school. Don't. Okay, well, you asked. It's a, different, it's a, whole, different, it's a whole different level. You bro. asked. Le- I, just answer, I just answered your question. Okay, let's move off of that. So, this whole season, I've heard he's this to LeBron, and he's done this uh, before uh, any other player. Um, I, I, everything that's positive, I've never heard them say this is his only se- this is only his second season, uh, or he lost today, but it's only his second season. No, is he? The way you look at his wins are the way you're supposed to look at his losses. It's just what it is. When you win, you it's a win. When you lose, it's a loss. That's just what it is. Don't give me, oh, well, he didn't do this. Or, or he couldn't because of this guy. Or, no, it's a loss. You lost. The way you give him the credit when he wins, yeah. I need you to give him the blame when he loses. That's just point blank. Yeah. That's what it is. Game one, the Mavs played the Clippers. It was 102-87. They won. That was the only game they won. Luka had 15 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists. Game 2, 99-114 Clippers. So Clippers won that game. So Mavs lost. Luka had 22 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Mavs, Clippers, game 3, 107-110. We lost again. Luka had 36 points. 110 Yeah. That's not bad. Luka had 36 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. It's a fancy car. But ain't got no gas in it because you you're not you're not moving me. You're not giving me anything. You're giving me points, but like like Shannon Sharp says, those are empty calories. They're doing nothing to me. They're new, nothing to me. Bro, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm you're good, good with I'm, losing. I'm good with losing those. I'm I'm good with losing to the best. I'm I'm not. Good you with cannot losing. be satisfied with losing, bro. It's Early in his career, um, the team is slowly getting back onto an actual, uh, I guess, rhythm mm-hmm. as playing as a team. We got a lot of new pieces that are young. And Luca, he's he's in the second year. Porzingis came back. His first season with the Mavs. His first season, but he came back playing. from an injury. Playing. Yeah. Like, he was off for a whole year. Yeah. 
So, I mean... I get what you mean. I My I question wanna say, was... I want to say right now, for what we have, we're pre- we're in a pretty good We're place. building the right way. We're in a pretty good place. We're ahead of the game where we're at. We're building... We're, we're building, excuse me. We're building in the right way. We're yeah. going in the right direction. So, my question was, would it have helped or would it have hurt his, his confidence? It's going to help. Obviously, I 100% agree that it would it would because we haven't played it yeah we wouldn't we haven't played the the, the playoff series i think it would have helped as well because i think it would have i think he would have been pushed and he would have known what to do or what to expect or what it consists of to win now what do i believe he would have been clutch in the fourth quarter like i've been saying all season no i don't think so i think he would have been exposed be, uh, just because of his game. We already know his game. Yeah. Do I believe he would have gotten texts? Absolutely. He's always he's always whining at the refs. So if you didn't get it in the regular season, you're not going to get it in the playoffs. It's just what it is. Would they have fouled you to get you to the free throw line? Of course. You're a lousy free throw shooter. Would they have tested you down the stretch? Of course. You shrink in crunch time i think but that being said that would have helped him that would have helped him a lot because it exposes his weaknesses now you as a basketball player and as a professional it's up to you it's your job to go in the off season and work on those things that's when my my take in his game would have been put into for not into fruition because that seems like I'm wishing bad on him, but it's be it, it would be brought it to the light because there's more good being said than bad, and I'm not I'm not trying to bring the bad just to point bad bad bad. I'm just trying to say there's weaknesses to his game. So if we lose, I'm not just gonna praise because he had 36 points. Well, why did you have six? turnovers why is your plus minus negative three what are you doing obviously you're only playing one end of the court i need you to you know make it work that's what i need you to do i'm not saying go be kobe bryant and lock up on somebody no i'm not telling you to do that i'm just telling you to improve your game so but now with us not playing this series so far uh, hopefully we do i would want to see it I don't think we would get Luca in best in shape because if you're going to try and convince me right now that he's in Slovenia getting work or doing work, Bro, I, think I highly doubt I that. I won't say he's in the best shape of his life right now. He's away from American food. So? He was in Europe his whole career. He didn't come in the best of shape. True. So I think it's best for him uh, maybe not to play uh physically or because what i mean is i don't think we'll see the best out of him because he was getting he was in game shape when it got cut off yeah and now that it's cut off you've kind of quote unquote let yourself go because you're not expecting a season now all i could think about is him rolling his ankle at a heavier weight and that would hurt yeah i mean but at the same time going out like when, when the season was getting to its peak to playoffs uh, he hurt his his thumb. Yeah. If you saw, if you noticed, uh, he he started using this this wrap around his thumb, and it was hurting him pretty bad. And that was concerning for for even me. You know, uh, some may consider me a Luca hater, but I'm just a truth teller. 
And, and and that was concerning because I was like, I, this is not the way I want it to go. Yeah. Because if anything, that would have been an excuse to say he was hurt during the playoffs if they were to get there, you know, because there was still, I think, two weeks left to the season. And, and I wanted to see him go into the playoffs and mature because that helps you mature. You live and you learn. That's one of the quotes of life. You live and you learn. So... With this not happening, I, I, I just hope this doesn't move on to the next season, into the into the new season. Because without this quote unquote lesson that he would have learned from, you might see the same player next season. Because I he was gonna say I was breaking all these records, doing what I was already doing. Why don't I just do the same next season? No, you don't go in with the same plan. You're gonna get the same result. And you getting the same result, you don't want to be swept again. I would advise you to get better, get in better shape, and try to improve your free throws. I mean, but I've already discussed what he needs to improve on. I I just feel like this would have definitely helped him. And I'm praying that if we don't play, if we don't play this series, that hopefully we do not see the same Luka Doncic coming in next season. Is it hard for me to believe we will see the same Luca? I'm pretty sure we will see the same one. Because until you get pushed into that position and into that situation of uh, um what do they call it? Uh uh adversity. Until you get pushed to that point, you're never gonna learn. So I hopefully we don't see a a uh a season thrown to waste. Um, but we may be moving in that direction. Unless the unicorn comes back like never before. And when I mean unicorn, I do not mean Luca. I mean the man, the myth, the legend, Kristaps Porzingis. I, really, I believe I we really, move as he I moves. I really hope he's 100. Kristaps? Really, yeah. I really hope he's 100 because I feel like he pushes Luca to being better. Because I feel they like... They feed off of each other. Yeah. He pushes Luca to be better and smarter because I feel like Luca being so great, he tries to do it all by himself. Yeah. And that's where he messes up. But when he feels that, you know, that backup from, you know, being him being able to be Batman and Robin, being able to work together, feed off each other and run the ball. You you run it on one end, I run it on the other end. You know, like we're, we're rolling. Yeah. And I feel I- like whenever they do that, Bro, is is golden. And I I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Are you and and I feel like if they both go into, let's say we do play the playoffs against uh, the Clippers, if both of them go into it one hundred, I think we'll see greatness. Even if we get swept, I believe Luca will grow a lot just by being able to play at that level over and over and over again. And I just feel like we were take that was taken from us as a team. Yeah. The fact that we weren't able to play this. Yeah. And I think that would have helped them a lot. Even though we would have lost, I think I would have still looked at the positive. Definitely. And 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 was would be more, uh, more, I guess, more happy and more excited for the next season. Because yeah. I, I would say he's got to learn from this. Yeah. You don't want to go like this. Uh, You don't want to go out like this again. And I don't know how many people have seen the, the Jordan doc, documentary that's going on on ESPN right now. But... That's one thing that they told Jordan, and I'm no way, shape, or form just because he's signed to Jordan. I'm saying that he's Michael Jordan. He's on his way. But no, negative. But he 
has that mentality that he wants to do it on himself, like you said. Yeah. And until, um, until uh, Phil Jackson said, "Who else is open?" and he said, "Well, this guy is open. Well, get him the goddamn ball." You know. Well, he didn't say it exactly like that, but I mean, you got to pass the ball. Trust your teammates. And I think until that's being uh, put into fruition. That's when you're gonna start seeing it. You're yeah. really gonna start seeing that, it. That's just the goal mentality, though. I think that's that's something that they all uh, struggle with. Yeah, like the greats, uh, Michael, Kobe, LeBron, Luca. Now, well, never LeBron. I think LeBron has been the guy that's always passed the ball. He's, His critique is for not taking the shot. He's more critiqued for not uh, being the guy to, you know, go in. He his passing has been a one since. Forever, like he's been known as one of the best passers you've ever you'll ever see. Well, then scratch that. And and he he is one I of the greats. Yeah, I mean you're in the right place. So, uh, yeah, I think like you said, he's just young. We've discussed this before. He's still, um, twenty twenty years old. Twenty one. Twenty one. Well, he his birthday was just this year. I think he was twenty coming. You're right. Uh, into you're right. The, yeah, you're into right. the season, and I think he. I think last year. Last year he turned twenty. At the end of the season. And then this season. year he turned twenty-one. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, because when he came into the league, he was nineteen, going on twenty, and then now this year he went from twenty to twenty-one. Duh, right. So yeah, I just think I wished we would have been able to finish this season off. I mean, this uh, playoff run, so he could have learned from it. But God willing, in the off season, and they announced that the NBA is coming back. I pray to the Lord above that he gets into the best shape of his life and is practicing free throws and is works a little bit better on his shot and his uh, playmaking. I just hope. Fingers crossed. And let's hope for the best for next season. Last topic, bro. And we out of here. Yesterday, I came across uh, um, an interview of i'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with the podcast that's on uh on showtime called all the smoke with matt barnes and stephen jackson and they have a uh guest every week and yesterday i look on there and and you have somebody lower uh lo and behold you got your boy ej on there what a surprise so I'm watching this right and if you've like I said if you've heard us before you've heard my take on EJ uh on his um on his career and the toll he took and the path that he was taking before the accident right and like I said it may sound like hate but that's just my opinion that's just what I feel we're all fans here this is just straight objective you know uh, even though I was rooting against him when it was the Mikey fight. Uh, I may have been, no, I was rooting for him when he fought Sean Porter. I was rooting for him, but I was a little disappointed in what I saw. So he was on there, right? And they're asking him the the, the regular questions. Uh, what have you been doing during quarantine? Uh, what are you watching? Um, thoughts on fights and stuff like that. But what caught my attention was at the very end when they asked him, um, they asked him if what uh how he was doing and to get back and and you know he said he was training and doing all the normal stuff but he eventually for some reason in that little piece towards the end I sensed a little bit of vulnerability 
where his his true self kind of like what he's been thinking of when he's alone by himself and doesn't necessarily portray himself to be on camera came out of him and i guess he just had like a little moment on there i don't know what it was it could just be me that i was looking because i've said this before and i felt like he was like everything i i was questioning on the previous episodes he was answering like everything and i was just like okay i, I see he's got his mind because you can tell me you're training and you're ready and and anybody can get it I, that's normal shit like anybody says that any competitive any any competitor is ready to compete at all times especially a fighter yeah so he said that he just knew like he just knew he was going down a, a wrong a long road that was going to lead him to destruction and i, I saw that I was, you're not going the right way you may be winning and you, it may look good now but everything you're doing is not leading you the right way you're the way you're taking care of yourself is not going to end what it's not going to end right and he said the same thing that uh, you know he was letting himself go during during uh the off season getting up to like almost 190 when he fights at 147 so he has like a eight week camp to drop all the way to 147 from 190 that's a hell of a cut that's too much of a cut yeah I mean, he said he was damn near not drinking anything he was drinking like 26 ounces of water a day so and eating he was barely eating uh and i noticed it when it was the mikey weigh-in he looked dry as fuck he like looked like completely dry like he wasn't healthy he said it himself he got in the sauna right before the weigh-in and it took him an hour he still hadn't sweated he was in there with a sauna suit a sweater and he didn't sweat for a whole hour then he he started sweating a little bit afterwards but he was doing excessive training uh i've heard anthony joshua say this before he had almost like kind of the same problem where he would let himself go a little bit, even though it's kind of hard to believe. The motherfucker ripped his shit. So he said that he got into the mindset of not necessarily being strict as you are when you're in camp, but he was, uh, he stayed in shape. That way he wouldn't have to spend all training camp trying to get in shape. So you come in in a decent shape. And then when you're in training camp, you have a camp. You don't have, you don't, you're not what, just cutting. That's it, right? So, and that kills you. So, and that's what he's doing right now. They asked him. He said he's eating healthy this whole time. Uh, he's on a strict diet. Mm, yeah, strict diet. I would call it a strict diet. He said he's just eating like three times a day. Um, greens, salads, water. Just trying to maintain himself at 160. Um, that way his cut is not so bad. And he's ready to go back. His motivation seems a little different now. Uh, and for him to be able to admit that he was going down the wrong road, uh, he said after the Sean Porter fight, you can see it like he was, uh, I'm, I'm excuse me, not the Sean Porter fight during the Mikey fight. He said like he felt he could have knocked out Mikey, but that big weight cut hurt him and the power wasn't there. And he eventually like he dominated Mikey the whole fight, but it, you didn't see Errol Spence the way we've been, we've been seeing yeah, him. Yeah. And then we leading up to the I'm to the show. he didn't knock him out. That well, would that would have killed. Yeah, that would have killed all of us. Yeah. And his career. Yeah, yeah. Mikey's career could have it could have been uh career ending. Yeah. Um and then the Sean Porter fight, he he didn't convince me. Like he won, but I wasn't out here with pom poms saying he's the number one yeah. and everything. He was like I said the la the last time we spoke about Errol Spence, he was lucky to pull off that win. Yeah. Um it's debatable whether he doesn't get that knockdown, he might not win. 
but he was able to pull off the win but he admitted himself that wasn't his best work you didn't see the best ej there and you getting that big money you feel like you're on top of the world that's what he said he was on top of the world and uh partying too much and he eventually ended up flipping over and getting into that horrific accident but i with this being uh and, and it's on youtube you can go check it out and and take it for what it is but i felt like he knew that he was fucking up in the off season letting himself go partying too much uh not dedicated during uh training camp he was slacking off a little bit now you need a specific this is a completely different sort of dedication when you're in a box as a boxer yeah and i see him very different now what do you think what do you think about uh errol spence now after after hearing all of this you think we get a new errol spence well i feel like after the accident definitely that should have been a wake-up call mm -hmm. for him And I feel like that's, uh, I guess that shook him. But I, we, like we said, I mean, we've talked about this before and we have seen him being out, being around people that could possibly get him into, you know. I mean, to me, I mean, you could let, let go of yourself a little bit on your weight. I mean, you, you, you work hard to get paid to enjoy life. That's, that's, that's what the goal is. Work hard to get paid to enjoy life the way you want it. And let's say he takes some time off, go on vacation, get a little weight, then you come back, you get back to work. Yeah, you know? he said food is his guilty yeah. pleasure. But then when you were to get yourself in trouble, like the accident, come on, that we should have never got to that point. Yeah, yeah. When you get in, you get into uh, situations where there's probably you know like uh, violence or you know like shootings or stuff like that that could possibly happen. Maybe it hasn't happened, but could possibly happen. I mean, let's say you get shot. And you get injured or, you you know, something happens or you get incarcerated for something that you were not supposed to be involved in. And to see an, a great athlete like him uh, go through that would suck. And knowing that he is starting to, I guess, take off, like recognize, you know, like, you know, like my my uh, the sport. I need to take the, he needs to take that he's taking the discipline and now he's taking, you know, like, I guess, initiative to try to focus on, you know. I gotta stay uh, focused on what my job is. Yeah, you know, not not let himself. I mean, because it would suck for him to be suspended for like a drug charge or like a aggravated assault charge yeah. or anything know. being influenced outside yeah. the ring. Um, I I get that. I understand, and I feel the same way. And on the interview, he does say that he like realized that it's a blessing where he's at and not taking anything for granted i feel like he i honestly believe he was taking his superstardom for granted um just being able to walk anywhere and feel like you're the king of the world it, it could make you feel a certain type of way and that's the fact that he's put in perspective that anybody else would have probably passed anybody else would have probably passed away in that situation and he said to himself this is verbatim Out of his mouth, he said, I really should have lost my life that day. That's what really should have happened. And that would have been devastating for for anybody as a boxing fan, as as just a normal human being. Yeah. Um, but he said, God has a different plan for me. And, and I realized that. And I'm going to take full advantage of it. And I feel like I need to understand that it's a blessing where I'm at and put things it definitely put things in perspective for for him and that that's a joy to hear from me 
because I've seen this dude and, and I'm rooting for him. Yeah. You know, I'm rooting for him just like just as everybody else in the city is. This is our guy. Um, and hopefully we get the best and more more motivated Errol Spence driven. Did they did they uh, schedule in his next fight? Uh, he uh, from what I heard, he said he, they're looking towards October, November. Okay, because he was supposed to come back in January initially before the accident, and then before the pandemic was July, and now it's looking more towards uh, towards October, November, and like he said it himself. Good thing you reminded me. I mean, you may not have said it, but I mean, it, it just brought it to my head that he did say uh, that it this is helping him yeah. because his family, his parents saying, maybe you shouldn't come back yet. But like I said, competitors always want to compete. Yeah. And he goes cleared and he said, I want to get back in there. You know, I'm ready. Let's go. But his family's like, you know, it takes a little time. You're rushing. You may be rushing things a little bit. But he said this is helping him and this kind of benefiting him in a way because he's letting his body heal to its fullest yeah instead of rushing back definitely so let's hope he gets a a, a tuna fight a and and i'm glad i'm i'm i'm, I'm loving this new aerospace that i'm uh, that i'm hearing um and hopefully we we wish him the best from here from the we could be wrong podcast and we hope that he comes back better than ever for sure and uh yeah bro that's it that's it for today hopefully uh we get come in next week and uh and maybe discuss a little bit more Luka Doncic since you seem to be so in love with him. Okay. But, hey, that's just what it is, bro. You may agree. You may not agree. But that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Take it easy, man. One love.